the USFL gambling podcast, the XFL gambling podcast, and the alt fantasy gambling podcast, uh, XFL USFL potential merger episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP, and new customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save twenty dollars. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to twenty times the amount of money you enter in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. And finally, we're brought to you by a Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And remember, as always, folks, too, let it ride. is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive it did. Merging together like we're on the, the 405 mega freeway. The mega cast. The mega cast. ESPN doesn't own it, Colby. <laughs> SGPN does. That is right. SGPN does own it. So we're combining the Alt Fantasy Podcast, the USFL Gambling Podcast, the XFL Gambling Podcast. And we are uh, here. I know, look, you're not used to hearing us talking in mid September, but we have some, uh, you know, reports that uh, we could be close to a. To a merger. Uh, look, I, I'm going to introduce ourselves first. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigget, database dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives.
judged by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is, uh, I mean, I don't know. We got, it's not final yet, but we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. And that's why we welcome. It's sounding the, final. Yes. It's sounding final, Colby. It's sounding final. Uh, sources, sources saying, sources saying, uh, yes, uh, that this could be some huge news. I am joined by, uh, I mean, this guy. I know he's the managing editor for SGPN, and that is a nice title to have, but at the same time, I identify with this guy because we're t- we're guys that could be probably be watching, you know, football in Tokyo and be perfectly happy with it. Uh, you didn't watch he- the X League this weekend. <laughs> You're not rocking. Your world oh, there we go. There we go. The original Charlotte Hornets. Oh, Come that's on, fucking Colby. awesome. That is fantastic. Oh, God. This the, was this the, was a great purchase. Shout out to Royal Retros. Royal Retros. If you're listening, we want to talk sponsorship. For the spring this year. There we go. The WFL, the OG WFL. I give you Adam Pelletier. How you doing, brother? Colby, I could not be better. Dreams come true, kids. If you think it, it can happen. We've been dreaming about an XFL, USFL, at least them playing a game together. And we're going to get a whole merger out of this sucker. And just Twitter's up. X, whatever you want to call it, the social media sphere is a buzz. About an hour ago, someone who's linked into the USFL union said that it's going to be a straight merger. 16 teams, Colby. All 16 teams stay in, oh, baby. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We got, we got so much to talk about. Hold on, oh hold on, my hold on. God. I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been so excited all day. I had to work late and I can't focus on that on the day job <laughs> because I'm just so excited thinking about everything and all the possibilities. So, I just, so this is my dream. I'm, I'm, in, I'm so happy. I really, I just, I couldn't be happier right now. Hold on, let's walk the listener through this. So, you know, here we are, Tuesday, September 19th. We wake up, I mean for me on the west. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I wake up to this news, top tagged in like 30 30 articles of like, <laughs> "Hey, they're talking potential merger." You know, and a lot of people I think thought that I'd be pissed. I, not necessarily. Uh, like I li- I enjoyed both leagues for what they were. Now, there were certain kinks about each league that I wish you know, we had different, mm-hmm. but that look, I know it's never going to be completely perfect to what pick Dundee fucking wants, but uh, walk, it's not it, going to be a no forward pass league in the mud <laughs> played only in rain. You're not allowed we, to play on a exactly. sunny day. We should take a it, hose to the field. We would do that as that. a kid. We would take the hose to the field for a little 45 minutes before the game. So you get a little more, get a more, a little slippery, but yes, it's never mm-hmm. going to be that. I understand. Um, but hold on. So same with you situation. I know you, you know, you're on the East coast. So you, 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 you probably got that news while you were out and about perhaps I was working. I'm working yeah. the day job and I see it come and I see Twitter starting to light up and I'm like, I haven't seen these accounts tweet in a while. And so then I go to my other, my spring football account and I'm like, Oh God, it's happening. It is happening. So then I start texting people having lots of converse, having some conversations with them, folks. Some with folks where it's just pure speculation, some with folks in the know. And it's been going on for a while. The talks didn't start today. The talks did not start today, is what I've gathered. And I don't think this is going to be a CFL XFL merger talk that piddles out. 
this sounds like it's got staying power and it's going to go the distance. Here's where there's so many questions I have and I, and I'm excited about that thought too, you know? Um, but I have so many questions. We saw Redbird capital, which owns the XFL lay off a ton of people. And they, they announced that they were like 30 million in debt. If memory serves me correct. Like this was probably in July or something. I don't know. Well, um, so hold on. Let, let's just stop yeah. there for a second because they spent 60 million last season. Okay. They spent $60 million and they put on 43 football games. So for the cost of slightly like under like $1.2 million a game, they put on a football league. That yeah. is that Impressive. that's not like yeah, bargain basement pricing, but that's how we need to look at this. It's not, they lost 60 million. It's they spent $60 million to put on 43 football games, which and if you're, you paid your players, you put it on major broadcasting networks. You had the start of a deal. You put fans in stadiums and you traveled across the country for every, you know, seven, six of the teams traveled across the country every week, six to eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think another thing that, you know, to the people that talk trash about that, uh, I would like to see a company that started brand new that didn't lose money right away. You know what I mean? Like if you can yeah. look at any company, um, Netflix even lost money its first year. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could go one by one, uh, Tesla. And yeah. And Redbird doesn't have the ability to merge some of its assets and put some of the finances away. Like the USFL and Fox did just remember the USFL is able to play its finances a little bit closer to the best because it's a division of Fox media. It's not something that's been invested yeah. in like Redbird, Redbird, private equity capital group. You know, there's some stringent reporting. So, you know, that's where we don't know what the USFL cost in the first year, really, because we just kind of get some whittled down numbers. And at the end of the day, both these league paid all their players. Yeah. Okay. They paid their players. They paid their coaches. They paid all their bills on time. They were successful TV products. And when you look at it, that's good for the sport. And the XFL did it under more challenging circumstances where they had to follow up on a successful USFL season. And then they had to go head to head with March Madness and the USFL. Yeah. So I'm not saying that those are reasons why the XFL lost money. The XFL did spend a bunch of money, yeah. but they put on 43 football games. They played a full and successful schedule. And if I was to guess with anybody starting up at these leagues, you have like a, probably a three or four year plan. I don't think you have just a one year plan mm -hmm. because it would like anything else. You're going to lose money in the first year. But look, I want to ask you some more questions about that. But first please, I, please, please. I, 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 I want to tell you folks out there that uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, And we're back with another week of football you know, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all of the NFL and college football action uh, with great offers for every single game day. New customers can bet $5, just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, so what are you doing? Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. I had real money Kramer in the office saying, you think my giants can cover against the, the Niners on Thursday night? And I said, uh, no, I don't. And uh, you know, so look, there's one right there, five dollars right there. All right. I also like Georgia State and college football. Get over there. Bet bet five dollars. All right. Uh, and look, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. 
Uh, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can uh, bet just $5 once again and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the National Football League with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours, people. Gambling problem, 1 800 Gambler, cdraftkings.com slash sportsbook for detail and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. I'm going to Laramie this weekend to catch a Wyoming Appalachian State football game. And I can tell you, one of the things I did as I pulled out my, my phone and used the old game time app. Cause I didn't want that stress. All right. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all things, sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever that's near you, essentially uh, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll be having at that very event. Um, and folks, let me tell you uh, the game time guarantee. That means you'll always get the best price. If you find you get this, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is a guarantee right there. Download the Game Time app, uh, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, terms apply. Create that account, CFBX, $20 off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on. This and special edition. Yeah. What's that? I want to shout out SPHL Rando, which I assume is Southern professional hockey league. Shout out, baby. Fantastic. Go making mayhem, you know, was in the building for that championship dub. Uh, yes. You know, we do, as far as we know, technically the USFL didn't seem to lose money in year one. We don't actually know that for sure. This is what we're told. And they did save a lot of money by being in a hub without the travel. So yes, the USFL might've been able to do it for no loss, but we need to keep in mind. They didn't, they played in one spot. Ah, havoc fan. There we go. There we Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We knew well, it. Well, Us sports randos are all over it, baby. Well, Let's that's, go. that's the question. When I came into the office today, cause this news broke while I was still at home, you mm-hmm. know, uh, stacking the money and real money. Kramer were asking about like, what do I know the, the backstory on this? And I'm like, and they're asking me, was X of, you know, who was broke, who needed it more if this happens. And I was like, well, I can tell you this, there's a writer strike going on right now and live sports are at a, at a super high, right? So, because if you, and look, I have friends in in, that work, you know, writing on the John Stewart show and all this other stuff uh, that tell me, they think the writer strike is, is something that is probably going to go into next year. So uh, I tend to believe there then that Fox, Mr. Television executive, can I interest in you? Can I interest you in a program that averages a minimum yeah. of a half million viewers, no matter what channel you put it on? Exactly. And, and, and exactly. zero writers. Could I interest you in this? Exactly. For on the cheap. Maybe? Exactly. So, so I am sure Fox might've also had that need. So, you know, as much as we could say, well, we know Redbird capital lost this money, right? And, and perhaps the USFL was fine in the future for Fox, Fox also has to worry about programming, right? And guess what? If you get eight more teams in your league, which means you have 16 teams, that's more programming. And if you're in the middle of a writer's strike, uh, we had Joe Theismann on the show. We asked about Mm -hmm. how he got affiliated with uh, American gladiators back in the eighties. And he said there was a writer's strike and they needed content. So they quickly just created this show called American gladiators. That was such an iconic show for our childhoods. Um, But anyway, in this scenario, uh, they they were asking me, do I think the the 
that USFL essentially is going to be buying XFL. And so, so as far as I understand, everything I've said is it's a merger of equals. It's a 50, 50 partnership. So in my mind, I think the thing that we're all looking past is, well, eight plus eight is 16. And what's 16 times two gets you to Colby. Oh, gets you to the NFL's number of teams, 32, right? And the NFL coaches are starting to clamor for a minor league. So what if I told you Colby that I could build a league where an AFC team and an NFC team get to share one farm team and put players on exclusive contracts and GMs will find some players too to play in that league. And now you have a place to develop your young talent. And all of a sudden you have a place to get your offensive lineman reps, those converted defensive linemen going to O-line, yeah. those big tight ends becoming offensive tackles. Those guys now have a place to go and get pro level coaching where you can control the scheme and get them high level game reps. And then you bring them and they chill on the practice squad. And you mix that with the legalization of gambling and all the money that's going into the gambling companies, which I'm sure would be willing to throw a few bucks at some fans, you know, betting on whatever league where they're calling this. But, and and now, you know, the thing that we always ran into last year, how, you know, it's like you try to get excited about betting or DFS or fantasy. And it's like DFS is brutal season long fantasy is even more brutal. You got yeah. eight teams worth of players. Now all of a sudden you have 16. Yeah. And this is manageable. Yeah. You can have us eight team league now with your friends. No problem. You can elevate that. You have more DFS plays to have. You're going to have more people interested. You're going to have more people watching more people in stadiums, more markets involved. You just have an opportunity here to just like expand your reach so much. Do you think also though, you know, so the XFL has a deal through Disney. Do you think we would see something like, so Disney obviously suffering from the same thing Fox would be suffering from. There's no content being made. The actors are on strike. The writers are on strike. So they're in a desperate spot too. What's what's, I mean, this has been going on for a little bit. It's, it seems like mm-hmm. it's going to be going on a little bit longer. So that the, I wonder if that ties into it. Like you'll see whenever the XFL team is at home, is that game going to be on ABC slash ESPN slash Disney uh, ESPN plus or whatever. And then when the, when you're at the, you know, Houston gamblers, for example, is that game on Fox FS one USA? I don't know. Or NBC. Cause the NBC is still involved. I think with USFL's deal, I'm not sure, but do you think that is something maybe they're both, I think they're both conscious of the strike and maybe this is their, their mm-hmm. you know, an effort to try to try to create some content. I mean, and also the way we watch football has changed. You don't just watch one game at a time anymore, unless it's a really good game. So you're don't, you didn't, you've never had the ability in the spring to have multiple games on at once. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're going to narrow this down to maybe like six broadcast windows, like two on Saturday, two on Saturday or three on Saturday, two on Sunday, one on Friday or something. And you're just going to roll with that. And you're going to have a lot better, or you're going to do like a Thursday, two on Saturday, two on. you know, there's a million ways to split it, but you're going to narrow down the broadcast window, which means there's a bad game. You're going to be able to watch something else and be, instead of being stuck with a crappy game, how many games last year were you watching? And you're just like, 
Yeah. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. You're watching Why that. am I watching this game? <laughs> yeah, you're watching that Michigan Panther offense. They're down 30. You're like, this this comeback ain't happening. It doesn't, you know, their life could be on the line. They're not coming back from this. Um uh okay, so this is potentially huge, huge news in, in my opinion, because you would have I, wait, there's so many questions I have. Do you uh, I have, don't know that this is a Freedom Cup preview, though, or is it? <laughs> I mean, it it could. Oh shit, oh, my bad. Um, uh, <laughs> you, freedom. It could be a Freedom Cup preview. There we it go. Could be, um, it could be a Freedom Cup. It could. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many. <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around all the possibilities of things. <laughs> well, that's the first thing. My first thought was, I was like, you know. If you've, if, if, if people know me, I don't like the XFL kickoff. I really don't, but uh, there's certain rules in each league that I like and don't like. Now here's what would be super it, it, my whole life. If you grow up with baseball, you got the, the NL, the AL, you know, the pitchers batting in the NL, you got the designated hitter in the AL, you know, some people argue that for days and that adds into create perhaps some of the content that is baseball. Um, it, I wonder if this could be, see, this is one where I would actually be on board. I would actually yeah, be I, on I, board. I think, I think this year, that's what it's going to be. I don't think they're going to mess with the rules. If they play at the same time, I think it's going to be that. I think you're going to see an XFL conference and a USFL conference, and they're going to play at the same time and they're going to meet in a championship game. And then they'll reconfigure from there if they want to, or they'll stick with that because both leagues do have a very good brand, a distinct flavor to their game. You know, the XFL is a little bit more wide open, a little bit more passing. The USFL is a ground and pound lines are do dominant line play. You know, at the end of the day, when I look at it, the USFL has better line play. The XFL has better skill position players and quarterbacks. And that's what I keep coming back to across the board. I think that's where the line is. And I think that's just because the USFL lines got to play together for two years with minimal rotation out. I think also I thought the USFL had much better coaching. It seemed like the XFL kind of did the popularity, like the popular name Rod Woodson, who uh, you know I grew up loving. But I'm saying like he had no real coaching credentials, in my opinion, mm -hmm. to be like just thrown there. Where the USFL might have been better at player development because of the coaches they hired. Regardless, yeah. I'm not here to dispute that because that just that was just my personal opinion on it. Yeah, but. I think that'd be pretty fascinating if you if you catch the if you're playing at Aldi Field in DC, you got to do their the USFL rules. I'm sorry, the XFL rules. And then when you, if you're at uh, that would be that would make it kind of interesting. I saw Jamar Smith and I saw a couple other USFL players tweet out though, yeah, we welcome this, but under our rules. And I mean, look, I, I think the USFL rules are better personally, but not every rule. I don't like the touchback rule in the, in the USFL. As far as if you fumble the ball out of bounds, it, it, it goes back to the spot. You know what I mean? But, but I also know that I'm in the minority. I feel like in that argument. So um, I, 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 that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, I, 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 and they said there could be a report done by the end of this week. I, I mean, so what the guy who's plugged in, what I saw from the guy who knows the USFL players union is it's a 50, 50 split in ownership that the CBA, that the conversations has been very good across the board. The USFL has been working with the union, which means I think all the XFL players are going to get absorbed into the USFL union, which will be good for the players and that they're going to just going to expand that relationship. And that the CBA is going to be revisited post merger. 
in October, November. So everything sounds positive about this, that it's a merger of equals 50, 50, 16 teams. That's that. And then if you want to get really weird, Colby, if we're going down the spring football rabbit hole, you know what hell mummy's doing these days? Oh, oh I'm, uh, my only, my, I saw Rolovich was on on board with this too, but he, he dipped and took the sea dragons OC spot, but how much, what, what uh, tell the listeners about, I, I, I know a little bit about this, but tell the listeners about what at, you're talking Hell mummy is involved in the international football Alliance, which boasts teams in America and Mexico. And according to the IFA Twitter quote, we want them to merge. Is this going to be a, is this going to get interesting? And if we're going to see the international football Alliance come into this with some Mexico teams and give us an international flair, are they going to serve as a minor developmental league for this new spring league? There are a million and one ways. And don't forget, we have an expanded IFL, which has a direct partnership with the XFL already. I would imagine that stays in place, which means there's a single A to the double A of the XFL and USFL. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're looking at, we're building what we've been missing, an American football pyramid, which is going to be great for the game of football. It's going to be fantastic for the game of football. Amen, folks. And if you don't know how mommy, he created the air raid offense with Mike Leach. So, you know, the, the, it's hard to watch a football game in 2023 without seeing the, their innovation on a football field. I don't care if it's NFL. I don't care if it's D three high school. You, you, you see that everywhere. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You see it absolutely everywhere. Um, and I, the chat saying, I think we get USFL rules with XFL kickoff. I hope that's not the case because I love the, I, I've been lobbying for the NFL to change their rules to the X uh, to the USFL kickoff. Cause I, I mean, how many great returns did we have in the USFL this past year or the mm-hmm. year prior with Cavante Turpin? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about this. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, but before I do that, um, I want to tell you folks out there that this uh, podcast is brought to you by Hall of Fame bets. Yes, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Uh, research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. And look, you can enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame of uh, uh, Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool uh, to get your hit rates broken down leg by leg on your parlay, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by the hit rate, and for any bet, essentially to learn which players are hot and which are, are which are not, and which are value picks. Uh, stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users with, uh, you know, hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays, download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with hall of fame bets. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times the amount of money you enter in a single game by going five for five. It is a fantasy game, but you can win real money people. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little extra cash over on underdogs, mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, make sure you use the promo code SGPN because underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's underdog fantasy promo code S G P N. All right. Wait. So we're back and we're talking about this. We're trying to uh, digest this because I'm like, wait a second, wait a second here. You got 
two Houston teams. The first thing I think of is wait, there's the Houston Roughnecks and the Houston Gambler. Now Houston is a big enough city to to actually have two. There's like three or four cities in America as you saw with the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, the Yankees. You know, you got like L.A., New York, and maybe Houston that I actually think, or Chicago. Those four, I feel like you could actually have two franchises. I still think it'd be a little weird, but uh, what do you make of the Gamblers and the Roughnecks? If they they can't move my Gamblers, man, it's got to be the Roughnecks I, if they're going to move one. I right? think they got to keep the Gamblers because the Gamblers are probably the most recognizable spring football brand right now purely from a name standpoint. Yeah. Also, if you're going to be a, a league that emphasizes gambling, I don't know that you can bounce the team that's titled the gamblers. Yeah. And it just, it feels like it's better. You know, it just feels like a much better. Um, it feels like a much better fit for them. And, you know, the roughnecks are kind of in a gray area because they played last year at Tadekiu. And they can't play it to deck you this year. So the roughnecks are homeless again. Yeah. So uh, what, what I think is what I, well, I'll let you, I'll let you jump in. Then I want well, well, no, no, to talk I, about what we think should happen. Yeah. Well, look, I know the USFL bought the naming rights for a lot of their old franchises, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Denver gold, they bought the Oakland invaders, the LA express, the Washington federals. I almost think they almost, they got almost all of them. I'm not sure if they got the gunslingers, but they got a lot of them. Um, I wonder since they have access, since they have those copyrights. Do they take and also, you know, Las Vegas, the Vipers are, they were at Cashman field. It was a fucking disaster. Uh, you know, so they are looking, I I've heard reports that they're no longer going to be in Vegas. I got no idea if, you know, since the XFL is this a 50, 50 split the, the XFL relocate. And, you know, I know they have the LA wildcats still. Do they try to find one of their own old names that they still own? Or would the USFL say, Hey, you can use our name here with the Oakland invaders. I don't know, but I'm curious your thoughts on perhaps that, you know, and, and, and if so, what cities make the most sense? And and I I guess I'm asking you a lot of questions at once here, but I'm saying let's, uh, let's get to Vegas. Let's get to Vegas in a second. Let's just talk about what, the, where the roughnecks would go then. So I think there's a very clear option here. Oil is prominent in two States in America, in the continental 48, Texas and Oklahoma. Ooh. And Oklahoma has Ooh. one major league sports franchise. And, they, 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 and they, there's they, a lovely, there is a lovely city there where it's inland, but damn, if there's not some hurricanes coming through a nice, 30,000 seat football stadium in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice Chapman stadium. I know about this located centrally in the state of Oklahoma. So OKC can come up. It's not in Texas. You're tapping into emerging market. Tulsa is a growing city. Oklahoma is a growing state. 30,000 is a great size for spring football. I think no spring football stadium should be bigger than 50,000. And they should be, a lot of them should be around that 30,000 mark. So if I'm this new league, I'm moving the roughnecks to Tulsa. I love that calling idea. Them the Oklahoma roughnecks. I, I love that idea mainly because one of the things like when they were here in LA and I went to XFL games, saw the wildcats and I, I, I hope they have a team, but I also think LA is more of a fan base that gets on board with what's popular, right? So Oklahoma to me, oh, like you mentioned, they only have one pro team, the thunder. And guess what? that's like one of the best fan bases in the whole entire NBA. So yeah. 
to, to me, it makes a lot of sense. You, if you watch the Oklahoma foot college football scene, they sell out their games. I think they would be success more successful in Oklahoma than trying a gigantic city uh, perhaps. So um, yeah, I love that idea. Now let's get to the Vegas Vipers one because I'm, I'm very intrigued here. And then there's a part two to this with the gamblers. Get out of Tadecu, play at the MLS stadium, play at shell energy. 100%. They should, it's, it's right in, it's yeah. right in downtown. Like you can't have a stadium, not in downtown. You're they need your, to work with challenge. the MLS here because I feel like they, when I went and caught the wildcats, it was out here in, in long beach or right outside of long beach. Uh, and they were playing at the the stadium the Chargers played at for a little bit. It, it's a, it's the MLS stadium essentially. I forget the name of it. It's like the Health Club or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dignity Health. Um, that was an awesome experience because of how how intimate it was. You were very close to the field. There is something about that. You see it with the DC uh, Defenders fan base. I got plenty of friends. I grew up in the DC area. I haven't been to a DC defenders game, but a lot of my friends have, and they say it's act. Some of it like it more than going to FedEx and seeing the Washington team because it's so far out. And then when you get there, you're so far back, you don't have as intimate of an experience. So I think they should target as many uh, MLS stadiums as possible. Also one more feather in the Tulsa cap in 22 Tulsa was the third best media market for USFL viewership. Oh, they gotta go. That makes sense. They gotta go. They gotta go. They, they gotta go. It makes sense. And that stadium's classic too. That's a really good football stadium. H. A. Chapman. Um, Vegas, though. See, this is where you can they have. Gotta go. They gotta leave Vegas. I agree. I agree. But but here's where it gets tricky though, because you have the L. A. Wildcats, which you know L. A. Just has so many humans in the city. It does make sense from that point of view. But also. You have San Diego. That's been, they, they've stole a franchise. There's the San Diego fans are thirsty, right? You also have Oakland that every team, every team in Oakland is all of a sudden departing, right? And they have the rights to the invaders, San Diego. I think you'd probably have to just call them the San Diego wildcats or the LA wildcats. I don't know, but no, 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 no. You're bringing up the wrong leagues IP there. Colby, I there was a great team that played in San Diego in 2019. Oh, I'm on board. I'm on board. One. <laughs> The only the San Diego fleet, baby. Bring back the I like fleet. That. Let's go. I wonder Let's what that would go. cost. I mean, does the AAF still hold their rights? I think some somebody owns them. Somebody but how much owns would them. that cost? Can't cost too much, right? It's not gonna cost that much yeah. at all. Um the other option is I, I would love a San Diego team. I think San Diego would be a great location, and I think playing at the San Diego State Stadium is a phenomenal option because yes. again, it's in that correct size. 100 too big. And that's the thing that I think we've learned is like, they got to get out of that stadium at Arlington. That is a disaster. They need to yeah. get out of there as fast as they can. Cause it but just there's looks options. so bad, but there's that, what that, that drew my, that, that blew my mind. Cause I am familiar with that part of Texas. There's a lot of football options. You know what I mean? A uh, uh, Cashman field was terrible. But mm-hmm. like they're, they're, Texas, you have options. Vegas, you don't. But uh, San Diego, let me just throw this out there, and this is going to sound a little cheesy. San Diego Bolts, not the not the Colts, the Bolts. You took the Chargers. We're going to give you the Bolts back in San Diego. They own the <laughs> XFL IP, and don't forget. There was in 2001, the Birmingham Thunderbolts. Oh, please. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's One other go. option here. If we're talking about 
top USFL media markets and top XFL media markets, number five in the XFL last year and number four, I believe it was, uh, no, number five in the USFL in 2022, Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's a little outfit there called New Mexico State that has a lovely 42,000-seat stadium that I think would be divine for spring football. Not too hot yet out in New Mexico in the spring. Not too hot yet. And I think this is a great blueprint because, uh, and and I like this idea too because you know I know if you watch a New Mexico football game, their fan base hasn't been amazing, but they've been so bad. Here's how I know it works: is because Rocky Long used to coach there in the '90s and the early 2000s, and they would sell that shit out. Another thing is when I watch New Mexico basketball games, that is one of the best fan bases in America for their basketball games. They don't have a pro team. I am on board that I think these markets giving a shot to these markets make a lot more sense than loading up a gigantic city. As much as I look, yeah. I live in LA. I would be if if a team came to LA, I'm going to be there all the time. But I'm just saying it makes a little bit more sense to me to try to find these areas where it's like, hey, if you give them a shot, people want to root for something and, you know, they don't really have uh, you know, a, a pro team. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um I, I'm, I, this is all hilarious to me. So I, I wonder, do you think in the coming week when the, if they do, you know, when they do announce something, if we think this is a, a slam dunk, if it's, if it's, you know, wrapped up, I don't think they're going to give us the rules yet though. I think they're just going to say, Oh God, no, we're not. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get, if they get this wrapped up by the end of next week, they'll get us a schedule for the year before the end of October. They'll let us know what this is going to look like by the end of October. And that's what I'm most hopeful for, because I think they're going to need to move some teams around and they're going to need to decide real quick if they're going to send some teams to some cities, Yeah, which I think they will. I don't think you're going to have half your teams playing in a hub and the other half not, you know, I don't think you're going to make four of your teams play in a hub when you're going to make the other 12 not. So I think, I think we might get some more relocation as well. I could see I've been because I've been in on this on they need to get into markets for the USFL. I could even see a New Jersey Philly hub that makes sense at something like Franklin Field or at Princeton or at Princeton. Franklin Field's like my favorite stadium. Yeah, that would be amazing. Franklin's just really big. It's fifty-two thousand. It's very large, but but it would be very historic. If people don't know the historic and scenic. So you could, you could run, you could talk me into the stars and generals playing out of there. And I think, I think you're going to change the name of the Maulers to the Ohio Maulers and they're going to stay in Canton Cause that's a beautiful stadium. Pittsburgh has a problem. Pittsburgh has a giant stadium and then it has Duquesne Yeah, and it has Highmark, which is a 7,000 seat thing. It's just absolutely brutal. Like there's not much you can do in Pittsburgh, unfortunately. So I think you're going to see them relocate and take up the Ohio mantle which I think will help them in Ohio. Can we talk about the elephant in the room getting out of Ford Field where that thing is so big, you're never going to pack it. I know, but it's and it's brutal because it goes back to you love the Michigan Panthers brand. It I might do. be the second most recognizable brand in spring football. Eastern Just, Michigan's field or any of those. Any let's play it the MLS any any smaller one because that thing is, is never Is there an got, MLS stadium up there? 
I thought I looked this up. I, I'd have to do a deep dive again, but I thought during the season I looked this up, and I thought there was, if not an MLS, then another soccer stadium. Uh, or, but I can tell you, Ypsilanti is only like thirty minutes from Detroit, and they Eastern Michigan Stadium you could play at. In fact, I want to say, I want to say one of the other leagues has played there. The the original World League, your your jersey, the WFL played there. The Detroit Wheels. I mean, I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's there's options. There's got to be options in Detroit. There's got to be. You could build a stadium for like ten G's. That, all right. <laughs> there's there is Keyworth Stadium, but it's only seven thousand. That's the problem. It's just a little small. But Ypsilanti is not that far, dude. If people are gonna make that, yep. like, it still could be Detroit. It still could be the, the no, first off. They're called the Michigan. Might be the, yeah. Ypsilanti is good. You're just gonna then you have to. Pl- you're playing on gray turf. And that might look odd, but it's going to look good. I wonder okay if they can. It. I wonder if they can pay for that though. I wonder if they could pay for that change. How hard Are is you, it to paint the turf differently for six months? How much? How expensive is that? I you think. I don't know. I yeah. don't. Um, it's more expensive than you think. I actually no. I. It's more expensive than you think. I got this number. <laughs> um, <laughs> at one point, I during my major league football adventures. I got, I, I got told what the number was to have the field painted. Really? And that was just like, just to do lining and paint the end zones and logos. Wow. And that was like, not incredibly high where I was shocked, but if you're going to repaint the whole thing green, that's going to be expensive. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's some options, but look, uh, I, I want to address this shout out to the chat. They're rolling along. Um, and folks, remember you can watch this on YouTube at any of our accounts here at SGPN, whether it's, whether it's, you know, alt fantasy, uh, whether it's USFL gambling, whether it's XFL gambling, we got you covered at SGPN. Um, this is a good question though. Uh, Vincent in the chat says uh, 17 week regular season start February end 4th of July. I do love the championship game on 4th of July weekend idea. Now the mm-hmm. question is, and this is one that I know we, we right before we hit record, we're like, I wonder how they're going to do it because, you know, you have obstacles, a lot of obstacles here. You have, uh, if you start the week after the Super Bowl, which I I kind of love that you just don't miss any football, because there's no there's no other sports. Yeah, it's but, a dead zone. There's yeah. college basketball. Yeah, college basketball starting to, to to heat up as far as like television mm-hmm. rating wise, right? So end of February, early March starts to that journey into March Madness, where the the XFL did get killed ratings wise uh, a year ago during those weeks where March Madness was going on. You have that obstacle. Then you have the obstacle of you have I think what the second week in April is the Masters. Right. Yep. Uh, where the USFL waits to kick their season off to the week after that. That I do believe that's on purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. th- then you have in once you get into May, the NHL and NBA playoffs happening at that time, and let alone the beginning of Major League Baseball. Now, XFL and USFL went up against all of that and did fairly well. But is there a strategy that makes more sense? You know, uh, forever. I mean, my, my own brother, we've argued about this. He thinks they should go more into July because July is kind of dead. Cause the NHL and NBA end in June. So in July, you just have MLB and that that's logical. It makes sense. But, but then you compete with 
there's nice weather. Like yeah, there's vacation nice weather. Time. People vacation are getting out and doing time. things. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I think that's why in February and March, they do so well. And I think it's really important that they hit it hard in February and March, because if they hit it hard in February and March, they can build some really good weightings. It'll taper off a little bit during March Madness, but then everybody will get right back into it when the playoffs come. And now all of a sudden you've got interesting playoff races with 16 teams instead of trying to, you know, create some manufactured thing where the two worst teams are playing in week 10. And it's like the winner gets the number one pick that doesn't actually matter. It's like, you need some actual drama in this league instead of just manufactured. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I do think it's an interesting thing that they're going to have to get creative around. I've always said this play more weeknights. Because on a Saturday and Sunday, that's when the the NBA and, and NHL load up on their slates. You know, like if you a we know March Madness th- does Thursday through Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Dur- during those two weeks, why don't you play a couple more Monday night games? I think your ratings play, will go up. Play play eight, just stack Monday nights. Yeah, eight games. I mean, dude, it's not that crazy of an March idea. Madness. It's not or or get get uh, creative with like, if you know, March madness is, you know, you have to look and where the events are, are held, right? Like you have to look at the time zone thing. Maybe you play a Sunday night game. If you know, all of March madness is ending a little earlier. Maybe you play a Sunday night game in San Diego or wherever you land your franchise. But I can tell you this during, when it gets to, when it gets to, you know, uh, may and you're battling with the, the NBA and NHL playoffs. I think you you know they load up on Saturday and Sunday. They'll do like triple headers. I think you try to mm-hmm. you try to get creative. Do a Thursday night game, Friday night game. You know what I mean? CFL does a good job actually. CFL does oh, a really good no, job no. of. I I think they can go head to head with the NBA and NHL. I, I mean I think they can too. I think they can too. I think they can go. I I think you load up those days and you roll out spring football red zone, oh, and you just let talking. you you pull you you just unload there. You're just like yeah. Or you do a mega cast again where it's eight games and you're like, yeah, screw basketball. We're going to, you get sit, you get seven hours of commercial free football yeah. with spring football. Yeah. All eight games playing four in the early window, four in the late window and just smash it. Yeah. Let me ask you that too. Like the USFL is kind of all in one time zone for the most part. I feel like it's one or two time zones. The XFL's got three of their eight teams in Texas. Do you think we re- relocate a lot of these? T- if you're going to have 16 teams, do you try to touch each part of the United States? I think my biggest candidates for relocation, we talked about it. I think the Houston Roughnecks and the Arlington Renegades are at the top of my list to relocate. But they'd have to the go XFL. to Pacific. Like the Pacific time zone only has Seattle, right? If I, off the top right. of my it head, it only has right? Seattle. Yeah. So, and in the USFL, and obviously the Vegas Vipers. So I got three relocations from the XFL. And then I've got, you know, big relocations. Uh, I think we need to move the breakers. I don't think that's going to work in New Orleans because you're going to play at Tulane or you're going to play in an empty Superdome. That ain't going to happen. I'll say this, though. As someone that's been down to Louisiana a decent amount of times, they love football. Now, I don't know what the best blueprint is. Maybe it's to move to Baton Rouge. And I'm not talking about LSU's 100,000, I'm talking about the University of Southern. Right. I'm just saying like, Oh, I think they go to Yolman. 
at Tulane before they go to the University of Southern Louisiana. I'd be interested to see though if because they love football. I don't know what they're. I I would love to see them instead of Birmingham. Just give them a year in New Orleans just to see how that turnout is because I think they love football more than most states. If that makes sense, they do. Yeah, they do. But spring football doesn't always have a good carryover with. Um, what call with a uh, traditional football fans. You need to find offbeat football fans. You need to go outside the box. You need some weirdos. And Colby, you're a student. Nebraska. You're a student. No, 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 no. We're gonna get weirder, Colby. What's the one of the weirdest cities you can think of? Oh well, I mean, Portland's a little weird. Are you, are who played it? Who played in Portland? The Breakers did. In, the Breakers did. So that would make sense. There's yes. a lovely, a lovely 25,000 seat stadium called Providence Park in Portland that the Portland Timbers fans pack out. Oh, they are legit yeah. fans there too. They are legit fans there. Luis says, "Am I the only one in the chat?" No, we got a lot of people in the Lu- chat. Luis, I yeah. think the thing that's throwing you off is we have this chat running on three different YouTubes. So people might be on different YouTube chats. I don't know if they cross over between the feeds That's a good because point. we wanted to make sure we got to everybody. So, but I could see them putting a team in Portland. Portland would be a great location. It's offbeat. It's an, another emerging. You want to get into emerging media markets without football. And, and so Portland, they would have that rivalry with Seattle. And then you, and so now you've got three West coast teams. If you put a team in San Diego, and you know, you still, obviously you need a home for the renegades. You could put a fourth team somewhere else in California as well, or you could go to Albuquerque as well. So you have options. So you could have four teams on the West coast then, which would really drive that regionality and make this more of a national thing. The big thing for this, for the combined league is going to be go where there's not teams or follow the XFL blueprint of go to places that lost their team. So San Diego, so San Diego and Oakland should 100% be, be on the table. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. but, but I would even say as someone that covers college football nonstop, TV execs are starting to rule how college football realignment goes. Right. And, and look, I, I could talk shit about it, but it's just the reality of what is happening. That's what makes me believe that they would move to time zones. Not necessarily like, I don't think they would necessarily care if I mean, yes, theoretically you want to make the most money possible with ticket sales and stuff. But if the TV execs are in charge, we've seen this crazy realignment in college football based on the time zones. The reason why Stanford and Cal have been terrible. They're in the ACC because the AC, the ACC is a country with ESPN. And they say, we need night content on the, on the West coast. Right? So I, that's where I think they would try to divide it up equally to time zones. Maybe I'm a maniac. Maybe that's down the road, but I think that might be a role in, in what they try to do, especially with this strike going on. Yeah. And SPHL Rando brought up a good point that when New Orleans will 100% work shine park would be more interesting to me. If it doesn't feel, if it didn't feel like a slightly large cashman, it's 10,000 seats. It looks a little better, but it's still a minor league baseball park that isn't going to be good for football. You it's hard to put a football field into a baseball stadium and have it look good and feel good. They might've done some, they did some retrofitting for pro rugby. I just, I don't want to see them do this wrong again with a stadium. 
And so New Orleans just, it feels iffy to me because I don't, I, I think Tulane Stadium and Yeoman or Southern are both good sized stadiums, but I just think it's going to be hard to put the breakers in New Orleans. I could also see if you don't go to Portland, you could go the other way and you could go to a place like Newport News and Virginia Beach where you have in a, a large metropolitan area with no football. I just don't know if you tap in, if you steal DC defenders fans. And of course, selfishly, I would love a Carolina team. I, Bring I, it to Charlotte, play at Richardson stadium, give it a reason to expand. Let's I, go. I, I, I mean, I think Charlotte or Raleigh would both be, <clears throat> would both be on the table because Raleigh's got the, uh, the, they played in the the World League in '91. The Raleigh Durham Skyhawks played at Carter Finley. Bring back the Skyhawks, yeah. baby! Yeah. Let's Bring go! Back the Let's Skyhawks. go! Carter Finley might be a little big. I, again, I'm just I want to be very in this. I they need to be very careful about the size of the stadium that they're going into because I think what really hurt the XFL and USFL is empty stadiums. Yes, there's nothing that That's- makes you feel like. The games are exciting. The games are good, but nobody's in the stands. So it feels dead. There's no energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the classic things is like, this happens all the time in LA, uh, back when I was younger and I would go, go out to chase, you know, go out, go out on the town, right? You'd, you'd, you'd see a club with this gigantic line out the door and everyone wanted to go to this club, even though they're purposely keeping the line there, even though it's not that busy inside. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. re- and that's what they need to re- like. I don't care if you only have a 10,000 foot or, or 20,000 seat stadium, right? Mm-hmm. If people are missing out on the action, you worry about that problem later. The demand for that will be the buzz that moves around town. You know, they'll say, Oh, you got to go there. You got to go. I thought the defenders did a great job of, of kind of doing that. A lot of my friends wanted to go to those games where there was a buzz around DC about going to a defenders game. So pay attention to that. I'm completely on board. I actually think that's their biggest problem is stadiums. And I'm not even talking, you know, I'm anti dome, but I'm talking in general, don't play do not play at an NFL stadium because they're too fucking big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, it looks, yeah. it looks so empty. Don't play in yeah. a converted baseball stadium. The sight lines are bad. It looks like they're a million miles away and maybe you don't do Carter Finley. Maybe what you do is something like Wallace Wade stadium. Oh yeah. Or truest field for wake forest. Yeah. Truest yeah. stadium for a and T might be a little small, but you know, you have some options out there in the triangle and I'll go to the triangle for a game. I'd be happy to go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Charlotte just Charlotte shrunk down American Legion, which would have been the greatest. If American Legion was still at its old 20,000, there would be nothing better than playing in a classic horseshoe with the horseshoe opens right up onto the Charlotte skyline. It would just be gorgeous. (laughs) Well, Richardson stadium you mentioned, but also I know that I think starting next year and I'd have to do a quick Google on this, but I believe Davidson university is building their new stadium right now. Um, I saw a video, I think this off season of the construction. Wait, is Davidson Richard, Richardson stadium, right? Davidson's Richardson's hold on. So what is, I don't think, I don't think they're going to expand it to be big enough. They're both Richardson stadium. Okay. There's actually. two, there's two Richardson stadiums. I'm confused. Cause I was like, wait, yes, is yes. It? There's okay. two Richardson stadiums in Charlotte. UNCC's is currently and they're planning to expand it. I just don't think, I don't think Davidson is going to be 
big enough even after the expansion. I think it's still going to be sub 20,000. Interesting. Yeah, they are a private school, so that might make that might make sense. Um and I know their enrollment is isn't uh but I thought they were adding see 55 million dollars they're adding into the stadium. I wonder what they're trying to get this thing at. I'm reading an article right now, but regardless I think that that's something they need to do is target those, those, uh, those stadiums, because that, that is a big point. And if TV execs are in charge, I actually believe one of the worst things you can do for your TV product is be at those gigantic stadiums. Um, I think that people are turned off by that. If you can have it small, intimate crowds, who cares about the, the price of the ticket in town? If fans are missing out on it because your, your capacity is limited. Okay. Worry about that problem later build, uh, build it. You know what I mean? And I think that's the correct way to do it. Any other things you want to tackle Adam on this, on this fine episode, any XFL USFL executives watch this. Let me give you one quick elevator speech for why you need to put a team in Rochester, New York, because we got a lovely stadium there about 15,000 little small, but it's going to be intimate. Okay. Got a nice view of the skyline pro built, not a lot of miles on it because we lost our soccer team greatest tragedy in American sports history up there. Top five, right up there with the stealing of the Browns, the leave the Rams leaving St. Louis and the Chargers leaving San Diego is the Rochester rhinos leaving Rochester and dying 15,000 rabid, passionate upstate New York fans, great branding available by the Rochester rhinos trademark, put it there. It'll be a blast. We'll tailgate the hell out of it. It'll be the DC defense. It'll be the, stadium the DC defenders want to have. Hey, hey folks, look, I'm on board with that. Let's go. That's what's cool too. And, I, and I've argued this with Patty C here in the studio. Like I would love to see them buy some other, like I've always thought the Iowa barnstormers should be out of the arena league and being playing in like a real, like get, this is the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Iowa barnstormers, the uniforms, the name it's fantastic. Come on, go get the Iowa Barnstormers, folks! Uh, folks, subscribe to us. We are the, we, you know, we're part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Obviously, like I said, Adam's the managing editor. Uh, I do a ton of different work, and since we're promoting so many different podcasts, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to. to I'll, I'll talk for ten minutes. Follow this one, this one, and this one. But we are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. We host the 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 alt fantasy podcast, the XFL gambling podcast, the USFL gambling podcast, check those all out. We'll have you covered any news that comes out, even if it's an official report, you know, me and Adam love this stuff and J Mark as well. Some of our other, our other friends in this, we love football. So we would, tr- we're, we're going to try our best to, to bring you the news as it happens. And just uh, remember yeah, 16 teams will be great for your spring fantasy football. League. Oh, yeah. Alt fantasy sports oh, yeah. is excited. Oh Just, yeah. I, I had to pick up, I had to pick up the AAF helmet bumper collection and start, you know, getting ready, getting hyped <laughs> for it. One of Let's my go. favorite collectors items here. Uh, Adam if anyone sent comes me, across an express or Apollos. Please, please <laughs> let me know. Adam we'll sent pay me to complete my collection. <laughs> <laughs> Adam sent me an awesome gift over the past couple weeks. Uh, it was a Washington federals ball. Now look, I would even make this argument. Now I know they have a great thing. Gosh, I love the feds name, the Washington feds, those old uniforms. I know the defenders have built something in DC, but Damn it! Couldn't we? Couldn't they stay interested in us? Turn the name to the feds. I don't know, but because uh, I know they've built the something, DC I almost just, don't want to touch defenders it. Defenders is a really good name, yeah. and that's the problem. It's like that's a brand you can't mess with. They're probably 
everybody wants to be the DC defenders in the St. Louis Battle Hawks. You can't touch those teams. Baltimore. Baltimore defenders, Washington Federals. You can't move them. Audie's been a great partner. I know. That has a been great atmosphere. That's been the, the the diamond in the rough, I feel like. Like that with the lemons and the beer snakes. It's just that that whole crowd has been fantastic. But anyway, and if the USFL can convince the XFL to cheapen their pricing a little bit, because that was the big thing was the XFL had higher price tickets, you know, bring those yeah. ticket prices down a little bit and those stadiums are going to be packed. The environment's going to be so much better. Oh, it's got me excited. Folks. I'm, ho- I'm, yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to be, I'm going to be planning <laughs> out what this looks like in my sleep tonight. Yes. Yes. There we go, folks. That's how much we love it. Uh, give Adam a follow on Twitter here or X or whatever the hell they're calling it these days um, at Adam Pelletier. You'll see it if you're watching on YouTube right now, that's a D a M P E L L E T I E R. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D uh, and we, all of our podcasts are on Twitter too. I mean, I'm not going to rattle them all off, but they're there. All right. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, you see them. Um, but yeah, we're going to bring you the news as we have it folks. Check out the sports gambling podcast uh, as they go through every NFL game, uh, you know, cover every NFL game. I, I host the college football experience. Check out that as well. Every college football game, even the FCS, I host the FCS college football experience as well. We got you covered on football pretty much when it comes to the SGPN, we got you covered on football. Um, so check us all out and uh, yeah, download the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. And look, maybe you're a, maybe you have an opinion about this. Maybe you think Colby, you're an idiot. We should do this rule or Adam. No, I'm telling you this city's a better idea. Well, hop in the discord and tell us, all right, sports slash discord. We encourage that. Uh, so do that. And uh, folks until next time, this is the uh Spring football podcast. You better there start thinking go. about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.